Hello, and welcome to Radio IAGP. My name is Implausibly Josh, and thank you so much for listening. We have a bit more questions for you this time, so we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Remember, if you have questions or comments or anything, you can send them into our new email address, and that email address is radioiagp at gmail.com. Let's get into it with our first question. At Kate Bunny on Twitter asks, Remake, why? And remake is capital R-E, the A is replaced with a 4, and they're asking, why are they remaking Resident Evil 4? I'm assuming. Thank you for the question. I think that... I think I called this. I think we had a question a while back where the question was, what do you think the next Resident Evil remake is going to be after 3? And I said that I think that you could bet it, bet on it being 4. It's a game that gets put on pretty much every system. It gets put on pretty much every platform it can in any way it can. So I don't think it's really weird to see that Resident Evil 4 is not only getting ported to current generation consoles, but is also getting completely remade. With that being said, I've only played a little bit of Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil is not my strong suit when it comes to games, and horror in general is not a strong suit of mine when it comes to games. So I'm a little concerned and unsure of what they would actually change or remake for a modern generation. From what I understand, the game gets a little long in the tooth at the end. It's like a weird castle section or something. So maybe this is a time to really refine the game as a whole and really look at it with a new lens and think, if we were making Resident Evil for today, how would we make that game? And that's interesting. Also, I guess the best answer for any type of remake is they want money. And this is a good way to get money is to remake a game that people will always buy over and over again. Thanks again for the question. Now we're going to move on to something a little different. Uh, This is something I saw going around on Twitter, and I decided to convert it into something goofy for the podcast. I asked people to give me the names of games, and if I liked the game, I'd say something I disliked about the game. If I disliked the game, I'd have to say something I like about the game. And finally, if I've never played the game before, I would read the opening paragraph on Wikipedia about the game and come up with a nonsense opinion based on that alone. The thing that was going around on Twitter didn't have the last part, but I figured there's a lot of games that I've never played, but I still want to use those answers, even if I can't really use those answers. So let's go for it. First from Orion's Gay on Twitter, Zack and Wiki Quest for Barbaros Treasure is an adventure puzzle game published and developed by Capcom for the Wii video game console. It was first released in North America on October 23, 2007, and was relate and was later released in Japan, PAL regions, and as one of eight Wii launch games in South Korea. The game stars the aspiring pirate Zack and his monkey friend Wiki. Shortly after joining a pirate gang called the Sea Rabbits, the pair discovers a talking skull belonging to the Captain Barbaros. In exchange for helping find all the pieces of the Captain's cursed body, Barbaros promises to lead Zack and Wiki to the coveted Treasure Island and his legendary pirate ship. And uh, my opinion on the game is that the twist at the end that the treasure was the friends we made along the way was kind of BS, and it makes you really reevaluate and undervalues all the time you spent collecting all the treasure and all the games and all the uh, levels leading up to the end. Thanks for the game. Brian F. provides the following games. First up, Super Smash Bros. for Switch. 
I dislike the story mode completely in Super Smash Bros. for Switch. When you think of the opening to that game, when you think of the opening to that story mode specifically, it really feels like it's going down this path of Super Smash Bros. Brawl and that weird story mode they had for that. And I was really, really, really looking forward to something like that. Just this goofy thing with a ton of goofy cutscenes with a really weird story that maybe didn't make sense and was maybe a little too goofy for its own good. And that's not really what you get. You get one cutscene at the beginning, you get another cutscene towards the middle, and I think you get another cutscene at the end. So three cutscenes over the course of several, several, several hours, and not much of a story between those cutscenes either. Just in general, really, really lackluster story mode. I think once the map opened up the second time, once you beat the first big boss, um, I just stopped playing that. And now I really only come back to it when a new DLC fighter is announced and is up for download. Next up, we have Fortnite. Something I like about Fortnite is that I think it has a very solid art direction. You look at other Battle Royale games like PUBG, and it looks like Modern Warfare. It looks like any other FPS shooter. It almost looks like a fake game they would make for Law & Order SVU or something like that. And truly, it's not a game that I want to... I'm sorry, it, it, truly, it's a game that, that stands out in terms of its actual aesthetic appeal, which I find is something that you can't say for a lot of other games in that same genre. And because of its wide aesthetic appeal, you can do such weird things with it. Like, you can have Thanos in the game, you can have Deadpool in the game, you can have John Wick in the game, you can have all these weird crossover events, and it still makes sense, and it still looks aesthetically cohesive. Even if Thanos doesn't seem like he makes sense in this universe, he still doesn't look like he's out of place. And then we have Days Gone. Set in a post-apocalyptic Oregon, two years after the start of a global pandemic, former outlaw-turned-drifter Deacon St. John discovers the possibility of his wife Sarah still being alive, which leads Deacon on a quest to find her. Days Gone is played from a third-person perspective in which the player can explore an open-world environment. Players can use firearms, melee weapons, and improvised weapons, and can use stealth to defend against hostile humans and cannibalistic creatures known as Freakers. A major game mechanic is Deacon's motorcycle, which is used as the player character's primary mode of transportation as well as mobile inventory. As for my opinion on the game, you know, it's really weird that they don't like customize his biker jacket. You know, Deacon's always talking about, oh, I got all these jackets. I love biker jackets. I have this huge collection of biker jackets. And you can't even put any different ones on them. They didn't even do costume DLC for different biker jackets. No Walking Dead tie-in, which seems like just money on the table. Real missed opportunity, I think. Moving on, Kayla D provides Banjo-Kazooie is a platform video game developed by Rare and originally released for the Nintendo 64 console in 1998. It is the first game in the Banjo-Kazooie series and follows the story of a bear, Banjo, and a bird, Kazooie, as they try to stop the plans of the witch Gruntilda, who intends to steal the beauty of Banjo's younger sister, Tootie, for herself. The game features nine non-linear worlds, where the player must use Banjo and Kazooie's wide range of abilities to gather items and progress through the story. It features challenges such as solving puzzles, jumping over obstacles, collecting items, and defeating opponents. And my opinion is that sometimes, like, there's a bunch of music pieces all over the ground and stuff, and they're not playing the right notes when you hit them, and it breaks immersion. 
you know, they fall on a scale and they don't sound right. And it really breaks this feeling of this magical world you're in. That's like a cartoon, not quite come to life, but at least is very much in motion. It looks cool. A living, breathing, musical, cartoonish world. And the notes don't even make sounds. Ugh, sucks. Next up from Russell Q is Hearts of Iron 4 is a grand strategy video game developed by Paradox Development Studio and published by Paradox Interactive. It was released worldwide on June 6, 2016. It is the sequel to 2009's Hearts of Iron 3 and the fourth main installment in the Hearts of Iron series. Like previous games in the series, Hearts of Iron 4 is a grand strategy war game that focuses on World War II. The player may may take control of any nation in the world in either 1936 or 1939 and lead them to victory or defeat against other countries. My opinion is that, you know, the tease of World War III at the end of the story campaign feels really weird and definitely doesn't hit the right chord now in 2020 like it may have in 2016. Just feels a little out of place and kind of goofy for a game that's very serious normally. And lastly, from Allison H, we have City Skylines. Something I really dislike about the game, and I think this is true for a lot of city builders, but I feel that it it, feel, it comes out a lot more with City Skylines, is that it just takes so long to actually get into the game. You know, I always feel like the really early game for a city builder, and especially City Skylines, just feels like the same thing over and over again, and I never feel like I'm really getting that variation in the gameplay from then on out. Once you get to like past all the intro stuff, then it kind of feels like it starts to expand. But I feel like an hour or two in, and I have basically seen the same thing I always see an hour or two into these games. And that'll do it for us. Thank you so much, everyone who submitted a question, everyone who submitted a game. We really couldn't do this show without you. So thank you so, so much. If you want to get to me on Twitter, you can do that at implausiblyj. If you want to follow the brand Implausibly Average on Twitter, you can do that at implausiblya. Otherwise, send in those emails to radioiagp at gmail.com. And that'll do it for this week. Thank you so, so much for listening. And I'll see you next time. Later. Later.